Welcome to The Roundup, a North Queensland-based medical podcast offering local content for local clinicians. I'm your host, Alyssa Hathaway. I'm a local GP and family planning clinician and head of James Cook University's clinical school here in Mackay on Yui Country. This collaborative podcasting project between Mackay Hospital and Health Service, local clinicians and JCU will bring you a different topic and guest in each episode. Before we begin, I'd like to respectfully acknowledge the Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people of this nation, their contribution to healthcare and the traditional owners of the lands on which we practice. Welcome to today's episode on burnout in clinicians with Dr Paul Henderson. Paul, thanks so much for joining us. You are so experienced in this area as a local psychiatrist here in Mackay and burnout in doctors is something you're really passionate about. When we think about burnout from trauma, of course, the type one trauma where there's a particular event or type two where there's repeated long-term exposure to a traumatic event or vicarious trauma, burnout is something that is incredibly prevalent, isn't it? I think, yes, absolutely. Because of vicarious trauma, you know, in ourselves and first responders, we not only witness a great deal of direct trauma, so to speak, but we also bear witness to a great deal of um, trauma in other people's lives. We unfortunately are in the position of having to give a lot of bad news, which is very traumatic. We're also in the position of treating people with conditions that we we can't find a treatment for that works, which is which is also very traumatic. So, so yes, so you know everything that applies um, for PTSD in our patients applies to PTSD in us. But I think if I suppose I would I would open up to something which in my mind is much more prevalent and in many ways is much more significant, which is burnout inducted. This is something close to my heart um, because I've burnt myself out twice in my career. So far, you'd think I'd have learned after the first time. You think (laughs) as a psychiatrist, I would have learned to, um, you know, learned to recognize the the signs growing in me. Um, But the last time was only about 18 months ago. And it was what, it was what um, triggered my transition from public health into, into private health, to be honest. So, you know, when you look at uh, surveys that look at prevalence rates, it's, it can be absolutely enormous and really astoundingly enormous. You know, usually the lowest figure that is reported is, you know, 30%. And the highest figure that I've seen is up to 70% in surgical residents in America. And that, you know, that is enormous because it is, it can be such a devastating experience to be burnt out. And I suppose the, the things to be aware of is that, you know, the core symptom is fatigue, you know, absolute exhaustion. And I suppose that's generally what we don't recognize because we all work so hard that we just expect to be fatigued. But when that fatigue stops lifting over the weekend um, and becomes a permanent part of our day-to-day working life, um, you know, that's a sign that you're starting to creep into burnout. Distance, you know, having a sense of distance from your job or cynicism about your job or distance from your patients, so compassion fatigue, those are all um, common parts of burnout. And also having, a, having an increasing self-doubt about your effectiveness as a doctor are, is a common part of burnout. Um, and, you know, sleep disturbance is a really common part of, part of burnout because of the exhaustion distancing from your family and friends is a really common part of burnout. And when uh, anxiety, you know, particularly anticipatory anxiety going into work, having really low mood in work. And unfortunately, it becomes a self-perpetuating cycle because you're so exhausted and, you know, it's, it's hard to say, but you start to lose the ability to care about what you're doing. That really starts to 
constantly promote that self-doubt and you know I'm no longer practicing with my value set because when I came into medicine I was highly conscientious I was highly compassionate I was trying my best for my patients and now I just don't seem to care anymore and that is such a source of shame for doctors that it is a massive barrier for us seeking any help because you have a sense that I can't reveal to anybody that I don't feel like I'm the doctor that I should be um, and I know I experienced that and, you know, and I find it um, hard to reach out for help as well. Uh, but I think, you know, once you recognize it in yourself, there's many different ways that you can go about trying to address it. But if you don't recognize it in yourself, it can continue to build. And it's, you know, once you have enough doctors in a system or enough professionals in a system where, where burnout is common, then the whole system starts to burn out. And, you know, once you understand the, the impacts and symptoms of burnout, you know, you start to recognize that the, you know, the person that you work with who just doesn't seem to care anymore, it's not because they're a bad person, it's because they're burnt out. Um, but you also see that when there's a number of people uh, that are sort of affected by that and they're starting to engage in what would commonly be termed as presenteeism. So they're present in work, but nonetheless, they're still absent from work because they're just doing the bare minimum because they don't have the mental reserves to go any further. Then it means works get shifted to other people that, in, that increases the chance that they will burn out. Will burn out. That increases their risk of you know, their risk of resentment. It causes tension within teams, and so it, it really, you know, it really um, sort of spreads across teams. Unfortunately, so I think you know, for our own well-being, it's really important to recognise, but also for for our patients, because of, you know, sadly, the research shows that a burnt-out doctor is not a doctor that's that is that is working at their highest um, level of productivity or efficiency or compassion or conscientiousness. And that, you know, we all want to be that doctor that is functioning in that way. But sadly, the system, and, you know, it's not a reflection of us on the whole. It's a reflection of the system that we work in is massively overloaded, constant time pressure. And I think, you know, something that's really become apparent in COVID is, is moral injury. And moral injury can be a significant cause of burnout. It can be a significant um, cause of PTSD as well, actually. Um, and moral injury is when you are behaving away, uh, in a way or the, when you witness behavior that is inconsistent with your value set. And, you know, you, you'll probably recognize what I just described about burnout, that you start to in, um, experience increasing moral injury about your own behavior or potentially start to um, have increasing moral injury about your own behavior as you burn out because you, you, you just simply can no longer practice in a way that is consistent with your value set because you're so absolutely exhausted and emotionally numbed. Gosh. Okay, so we need to be a lot more aware of burnout in our colleagues and in ourselves. 30% of our colleagues, up to 70% is a massive number. And as you say, in the light of COVID, that moral injury is enormous. Absolutely. And in, in the show notes, I've included a really fantastic book um, by um, a, an Australian psychiatrist called Gordon Parker, literally called Burnout, and he is one of the psychiatrists with, that was one of the founders of the Black Dog Institute. And that is a really fantastic exploration of how burnout affects people, particularly within the medical profession. I've also actually included a link to a self-report burnout scale if, if anybody is concerned that they may be burning out and just want to you know, have a sense of um, if that is the case. And it's a spectrum you know, from subtle symptoms of feeling exhausted, but nonetheless really recovering over the weekend to absolute exhaustion, all the other symptoms, and simply not being able to turn up to work. And at the extreme end of the spectrum, because you know, burnout, there's a lot of similarities to depression, but it's not depression. But at the extreme end of the expect, uh, spectrum, up to 30% um, of people with burnout will go on to develop depression as well. 
Okay, so for doctors who are experiencing burnout or other mental health concerns like depression, they can always access the Doctors for Doctors um, peers or the peer support work through the Hand in Hand Foundation, can't they? Absolutely, and the Black Dog Institute also has something called TEN, the Essential Network for Professionals, and that is for um, any medical professional uh, who is concerned they may have burnout or other mental health conditions, and, um, and it's, I suppose, a professional group that can um, signpost them or provide support. There's lots of sort of psychoeducational material um, on in that part of the website and more generally in the Black Dog Institute website. And I've, I've put a link in the show notes to, to that aspect for them as well. And there's also um, a good book by an, uh, an Australian psychologist whose name is, escapes me now, but who, who now solely devotes her time to coaching doctors, particularly with burnout. And her book is, I think, called The Thriving Doctor, which I've put in the, the show notes as well. And that's a really um, in-depth uh, sort of self-help book for how you can concentrate um, on the psychological aspects of self-care. I suppose, you know, to, you know, self-care work-life balance is really important to try and limit the impacts of burnout. But there's two other aspects, and these are really well documented in the book called Burnout, is you know, you really have to, and this is really hard, you really have to think hard and deep about the role that you're in. Because even with all the self-care in the world, if you are in an unworkable role, and sadly, there are many unworkable roles in health at the moment, the chances of you being able to stave off burnout, even with all the best um, self-care in the world, are quite low. So you need to, you know, you need to think long and hard about the role you're in. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to change role. But it, at the very least, it, it means you have to understand why the role is having such an effect on you um, and be able to hopefully talk to a manager that will listen to you. And that isn't always the case or a supervisor that will listen to you about the impact of the role on you and what can be done to, to change the role. And the last thing is a, is a, is a personality characteristic that is, that is highly uh, correlated with um, burnout and it's related to conscientiousness, which is perfectionism. So when we come into medicine, the more conscientious we are, um, the more we get praised, essentially. And that can, for people that aren't already perfectionists, that can pr provoke perfectionism. And even in a role that is actually generally doable, um, if you're a perfectionist, you can simply drive yourself into burnout. Uh, so, you know, so the, the three areas, you, you know, when you're thinking about burnout, self-care, thinking about the role you're in, what can be done to change it, but also specifically thinking about if you have perfectionist qualities to yourself and what could be done to address those as well. Oh, Dr. Paul Henderson, thank you so much for your time today. Burnout is something that we all need to be thinking about. Um, in the lead up to RUAK Day in September, recognising in ourselves and in our colleagues that we are not okay is incredibly important. Dr. Henderson, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it and look forward to seeing uh, the great work that you're doing in our community. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Alyssa. For more information about The Roundup or to share your feedback and ideas for future episodes, visit nqrth.edu.au forward slash roundup hyphen podcast or contact us at nqrth.mackay at jcu.edu.au. We also want to advise that the views and opinions presented in this podcast are those of the speaker only and do not represent the views and opinions of James Cook University, Northern Queensland Regional Training Hubs or Queensland Health. 
The content supplied in this podcast is not intended as medical advice and is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Northern Queensland Regional Training Hubs is an initiative of the Australian Government's Integrated Rural Training Pipeline and is facilitated by James Cook University in partnership with public and private hospitals, Queensland Aboriginal and Islander Health Council, Health Services, Aboriginal Community Controlled Health Organisations and General Practice Clinics.